0: Just go, I guess. Oh, oh, okay. Sure.
1: Hi, <laughs> this is Sarah Westcott. This
0: is Katie Willie. and this is TB Red. The podcast where we talk about books and the cocktails that go with them. Yeah.
1: Um, Katie just threw me off because typically we do a little uh, hello test, but yeah, it always we, looks testing, the same. Testing, and one, then... two, three, <laughs> and then it comes out just fine. So yeah. whatever. So we can just start. Um, how you been, Katie? What's going on? I mean, I'm excited because this is our first our book first back one. for the year. I'm so excited. Even though we just did this two weeks ago, but that's I know. okay. That's <laughs> right. But I mean, we're actually talking yes. about a book, so yes. I'm excited. Um, yes, so what's going so on? So how so are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Just lots of sports.
0: That's really all I ever have It's your life. It's your your sports life.
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't have sports in my life yet, but, you know, spring is coming, so um, Aiden will be doing track in the spring. Nice. Um, So that's all I have to look forward to right now, but other than that. What did you do yesterday? Me and John went to um, a uh, wine and chocolate festival. Did I tell you I was going to that? So you
0: told me you were spending the night at the Desmond, but you didn't, I was just like, it's kind of a random place to just be like, we're going to
1: go away for the night. And I'm like, "Mm, you
0: live right here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We actually didn't end up staying because we had an issue. Like, um, you know, we have a dog, so it's hard for us to say whatever. Typically John's parents, one of them will come out and stay, but, um, they were sick this week. So we're just like, whatever. And quite frankly, I'm glad we came home. It, you might as it, well sleep in your own bed. And, and and not not for nothing, like, we barely got tipsy at this thing. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was just like, let's just go home, sleep yeah. in our own bed. Was we it a, at the Desmond? It was. Okay. It was. And it was It was fun, but fucking crowded. Like, yeah. crowded. And I just felt like we would, you know, we would get a sip of wine. They're only giving you teeny, t- like, a literal sip of wine and then you're standing in line for 10 minutes waiting for another one. So yeah. it was just like, okay, this was cool to try different wines around, around the region. And we tried like a lot of, um, um, like whiskeys and moonshines and stuff. Okay. I actually bought an apple pie moonshine. From where? Um, oh my God, what's the name of the fucking company? I'll have to let you know when I, when okay. it's so, so good. Because when
0: Luke and I did that one wine festival tasting thing, yeah. we bought a, a couple moonshines yeah. and like, and, a bunch of wine, but also yeah. yeah, like a few of the local ones. I was like, this is good. Yeah. Like, the
1: yes, there were a couple. One there was one, I think one is called Ironworks. Yeah. Um, and they had like this chocolate peanut butter whiskey. Ooh. It was so smooth and like so. I, we didn't end up buying that. He didn't have the bottles to sell there, but I'm like, he said, you know, it's in the stores all around the area. Yeah. So I'm like, I will be getting that at some point. Just like very good, like sipping stuff. And I'm not really a whiskey scotch kind of girl but like that kind of thing which has like those Chocolate flavors butter, yeah. yeah fuck yeah I'm like, I'm like in a thousand percent yep. put a little cuba ice in there yep. and i'm gonna sip that for a while just to
0: knock off the room
1: temperature exactly yeah exactly so that was a lot of that was a lot of fun we we you know um that was our valentine's day thing but i'm hoping we do something else for valentine's day because it was a little more lame than i anticipated <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, yeah. It, it was good. Yeah. Nice. yeah. What's it's going good. on with you? But, um, no, 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 no. I thought you had said you had a story to tell me. I do. And now I don't remember. What <laughs> It'll come back to you. It'll come back to Maybe. you. Um, have you been reading anything like uh, out, uh, by yourself? Like on. Um... Uh, so I uh, right now I'm zooming through Dirty 30
0: or Janet Ivanovich.
1: Oh, I did see that.
0: I, I don't even think I'm really absorbing it because I'm like I can almost –
1: Pre-se word for word like exactly yeah. yes for but 100%. it's it, whatever
0: it's easy and it's light and it's just whatever yeah um i read a ba paris book from sonia bring me back i really liked the twist but the middle of the book i it was very very like long and drawn gotcha. out gotcha gotcha um mad honey i read by jody cult for book club i really enjoyed that made me want to be a be keeper in apiary yeah. Apiest, yeah. apiary ap- whatever I apiary, apiary is the place apiary, so apiest, i don't know yeah, yeah. Well, okay whatever um it's one of those weird words, uh, yeah. <laughs> and i do
1: think you should read it i think you would very much enjoy it it's 100 on my <laughs> yep. list 100 on my all jody Picoult's books are on my list okay. so like every time she writes one so yeah uh
0: and then i finished when women were dragons i i enjoyed that book I think it was about fifty pages too long. I think it should have been a shorter story because the concept was fantastic. Yeah. I will tell you, it's all about—I've told you—the women that just randomly like leave, <laughs> <Just> turn <laughs> into dragons and leave. Kind of love that. And concept. I've had a real rough couple weeks in my household. Luke had uh, elbow surgery, and my kids are shits, and <laughs> there's just a lot going on, and we have no vacations planned. And I—I I just am like, I—I I could do this. Yeah, I, I could easily just yeah. be like, peace out motherfucker <laughs> I'm flying off. Yep. That's um, funny. But it was it was really good. But I, I felt like the story could have ended and and then there were still like
1: fifty and I was like my eyes were glossed over by gotcha. that point. But. Gotcha. um I read a few while we were um while we were you know, on our little hiatus from two weeks ago yeah. or whatever. Um, so I read I don't remember if I talked about this while we were on the last podcast. I was reading Book Lovers by Emily um Emily Henry. we, we talked about it on the way out the door. Gosh, gotcha. okay. on the way out the door. Um loved it. Yeah. I adore her books. Yeah. Like it's her books are fantastic. And this one was might have been one of my favorite ones because A, it's about, it's about books. It's about books. It's yeah. about people who love books. It's about um uh an agent and like a book agent and an editor. And um you know, they kind of like hate each, other. each other, not really hate each other, okay. but pick at each other. Okay. And, um, they meet up in a random place and, you know, sparks fly. Go figure. Um, I loved it. I told you a little bit about this one, The Mistakes Were Made by, uh, Meryl Wils- Wilsner. Um, this book was interesting. It's about, um, this, this bisexual college student. Who meets this woman at a bar one night, and they do the nasty in her car, and then um, she finds out the next morning that it's one of her best friend's moms. Um, that's she's there yeah. for a college weekend, and um, it kind of goes from there. But there is a lot of sex in this, and I think I texted you at one point, and I was like, "Am I gay? Like, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I feel like Am I might gay? be gay." Yeah. <laughs> um, it was it was a fun read. It wasn't really super like deep or anything like that it was just like a there's, yeah, no there's no penis so there can't go deep <laughs> but um it was it was interesting to read i really i really did find myself liking it um but it wasn't like anything like you know i'm i'm it was such a great book I needed, exactly yeah. like the writing was a little bit juvenile whatever yeah. um uh but other, you enjoyed it in different ways i did i did um yeah quite a bit um and then i read whale fall by daniel krauss um this is about uh, this is about a kid whose father passed away and um he's a diver and he goes on a dive one day and he literally gets swallowed by a sperm whale and it's him trying to like find his way out um i wanted to like this book a lot more i kind of hated yeah. it i kind of hated it um and it was just kind of like it was it was silly in my opinion like it was very scientific-y whatever but like how are you gonna science getting out of a fucking like being getting out of a yep. stomach and i like it was fucking weird i didn't like it um and that was it that was the extent of my books and i'm currently i'm reading um the only survivors by megan miranda and i love megan miranda's books yep. um you like you like her yep. stuff too don't you yeah the only survivors so far loving it i can't wait to find out what the underlying like issue is because you know how they always yeah. start like yeah, yeah, something yeah. happened and then it's like woo! okay love it can't wait um so those are my books all right. All right. Should should we jump into our prologue and start talking about what so. we read cuz I'm so excited about this one. I think so. Um, let's do it. The
0: prologue. Okay, so this is the prologue. Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um I am going to challenge you before we even say anything. Yeah. Do not say his name. Ooh, that's going to be hard. The whole book. I know, we but it, it's it. gonna be
1: hard because you. Everybody know, like you, we can do okay, it. Okay, I'm gonna try. Do it. I'm gonna try. It's a challenge. I'm gonna try. Okay, I'm probably so gonna fail my own challenge. But here is my. Here ahead. are my facts. So I'm what did we try read to do this? <laughs> We read Bright Young Women by Jessica Knoll. Um this book was uh um published in, on September 19th, 2023, so it's a pretty recent book. Mm-hmm. Um and Jessica Knoll is one of my one of my like must-read authors. She, I think she only has two previous books to this, but I love them both. Yep. Um and she's she's a must-read for me. So this is a fictional story based on true events of a very prolific and well-known serial killer. Who, let's just say, um, uh, did most of his work on college campuses and, you know, tried to be this, they called him charming and bright and smart, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, it's clearly, this book is clearly meant to draw attention away from the killer himself, which is why she only ever refers to him as a defendant, which I love. Um, and put the, put the focus on the, the women that he hurt and, you know, those surrounding the women that he hurt. Um, let me see, let's see, let's see but it is still a novel. Um, correct, correct. So I so I watched a quick um interview with Jessica Knoll from The View and she was inspired um by the fact that she first of all she Jessica Knoll was a um is a rape survivor. Um and she recognizes that a lot of the times around these kinds of issues people get the narrative wrong and people have always gotten the narrative wrong when it comes to true crime and serial killers. Especially because the focus is always on the person who did it and never on who they did Closing it to. Yeah. So she wanted to take that story back for them and um create the the correct narrative. So that's why what inspired her to write this book. Um she thought she constantly called him the defendant because she knew that if he were alive today, that he'd look back on all this notoriety and he'd take pleasure in it. Like you can tell by the way that he mm-hmm. is written in the book. Um, and like that was really him. She took all of that from, from him and things that she read about him, videos that she watched, tapes that she heard. Um, she took all of that and, and recognized that, you know, he would get so much pleasure out of seeing his name his written fame. down, his fame and all of this. So she was like, I'm never going to name him. I'm not going to name him once. Um, the title of the book, Bright Young Women comes from Little um, Mermaid. What's that? Little Mermaid. It does not. <laughs> it does. they're it sick of swimming. swimming. They are sick of swimming. Brighton <laughs> women. Sick of swimming. Ready to stand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the title actually comes from the, the sentencing portion of the defendant's trial, Um, the judge literally in the transcript, she, you know, she's talking about this too, in the transcript of his sentencing calls the defendant several times a bright young man, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, why, why are we talking about this guy who murdered all these women and did these horrific things? to people like, his, making,
0: making him seem like he wasn't that bad yes and
1: he's his, just in a situational error exactly and his literal last last uh victim was a 12 year old girl like so i mean why are we why are we calling this guy a bright a smart young man who yeah. you know could have done done something with his life like fuck capable you. i think was so in there and, that's yeah. where she she won again that's she wanted to take that back also for the for the women who you know he did this too especially cuz they were all mostly college mm-hmm. women college, smart college smart women. um so those are my fast facts why don't you give us the reader rundown okay. before we start drinking which is going to be <laughs>
0: sort of a synopsis of everything you just said yes <laughs> january 15th 1978 is a night of promise a serial killer's escape in aspen colorado couldn't be further from the minds of the busy young women at the top sorority on Florida State University's campus in Tallahassee sorority president pamela shoemaker spends her saturday night glued to her desk cradling her textbook like a pillow startled awake at 3 a.m by a strange sound she makes the fateful decision to investigate what she finds outside her bedroom door is a scene of implausible violence two of her sisters dead two others maimed it is the final murder- murderous spree of the man the papers will soon dub the all-american sex killer but Pamela doesn't know this yet, nor does she know the story of the 25-year-old Ruth Wachowski, who four years earlier disappeared from Seattle's Lake Samam- Sammamish, mm, I, Sammamish yeah. every time I was like, <laughs> State Park in broad daylight, confounding police and shattering Ruth's roommate and best friend, Tina Cannon. When the massacre at the Tallahassee sorority house becomes national news, Tina is certain it is the work of the same man who terrorized the Seattle area four years prior. She rushes to Florida on a collision course with Pamela and one last impending tragedy. Bright Young Women is the story of two women who demanded answers to questions nobody else would ask. What happened to Ruth the day she went missing? And how did a serial killer from the Pacific Northwest set his sights on a sorority house in Florida? Toggling between those nightmarish days in 1978 and a letter that brings Pamela and Tina together at the present, in the present, the astonishing truth is revealed along with a portrait of the extraordinary women who saw past the media's glorification of the, quote, Kennedy of killers for
1: who he really was. Love it. Love mm. it. Love it. Love it. Let's talk about what Let's what we decided, what you picked for our drink today. Yes. And, so um, I Googled
0: 1978 cocktail, and the first one that popped up was this one called The Nightmare. And I was like, well, that that's quite appropriate. Fitting. Yes. Uh, it is gin. It is supposed to be DuBourney which uh, is a port-like wine, so we have port. It was supposed to be cherry brandy, but in true TBR fashion, it is cherry vodka and (laughs) grenadine and orange juice.
1: Let's do it. cheers. Cheers. Okay. That's potent. It is. It's definitely, it's definitely alcoholic. <laughs> it sure is. Cheers to 11.19 on a Sunday morning yet again. We love it. We love doing it. We love doing this. And, and we didn't even talk about the fact that it's, uh, it's Super Bowl Sunday. It is Super I meant Bowl to ask Sunday. You, I meant to ask you, but before we get into the story, who are you rooting for tonight? One of the red teams. I mean, there are two of them playing. Yeah. So
0: I, I Honestly, I kind of am going with 49ers just because of Mark, Mark and Alex yeah, and Jess, yeah. as
1: opposed to the fact that Kansas City's had enough times. Yeah, You're done. Yeah, um, <laughs> you've reached your limit. I'm not gonna lie to you. I am gonna. I am gonna root for the Chiefs because, like, the discourse around the Taylor Swift stuff pisses it's me off so much you. that I'm I love just it. like, I'm like, I'm in. I'm like all in. I didn't when that. Not even that big of a fan of Taylor Swift, no. but because of all this discourse, right. I'm like, you know what? Taylor's team is gonna win, and I want it to win. Yep. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see her on my screen. I'm excited for the Usher concert in between. Yep. And like, yeah. I saw a meme because the memes are fantastic, yeah. especially
0: around big events like this. And it was just like, Hey, I heard Taylor. Swift is going to the Usher concert at the. Or no, I heard watches his her, boyfriend her boyfriends playing. playing. Her boyfriend's playing at the Usher concert. Yeah, so I, I yeah. was like,
1: yeah. I heard there's gonna be I a, just totally yeah like that, a, but that's No, right. I, I know you've I've, I've seen it several <laughs> times. I've seen it several times too. Oh, I want this. still. Um, okay, let's get into this story, Katie. Yes. Right, it's time.
0: The, the story. story. Um. So. <laughs> This is a big one. This is a good one. Um, Holly, my cousin, recommended this to us. I think we both already had it on our list. and sure And her recommendation popped it to let's do it for the podcast. Yeah. Um, I loved this book. It was great. It was I a great book. I loved the concept of it. I loved the fact that it was a novel, but about inspired by true crime that is a story that everybody knows, Yes, but it wasn't
1: the story that everybody knows. Yes.
0: Um, because
1: the story that everybody knows is about him right. rather than the women right. who he harmed and, and did things too.
0: then the other part that I really liked is the fact that, it, you know, she's a, she's a suspenseful author. Yes. And we know the story. Yes. We didn't know this version of it, yes. but there was still suspenseful things Absolutely. and, like, twists at the end. And it yeah. was just like, who's the guy and yeah. who's the... I just,
1: I don't know. Yeah. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I'm curious. What about did, you? Okay, so I, I loved this book. Really, really loved it. I I did find myself, like, having trouble in the beginning. So I was just like, okay, this isn't what I was expecting from Jessica Knoll. Like, it's hers typically, like, draw me in, like, immediately mm-hmm. and whatever. And this one is kind of a slow burn. Like, I clearly was... was wrapped at the at the 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 literal scene of the crime mm-hmm. like you know at that yeah. whole thing when she's describing Ugh. how she's standing there and he can't see her because she's standing she's in, in the, the shadows. shadows and like you know she recognizes she at first recognizes it as a, as somebody else but then realizes nope that's not him it's somebody i've never seen before um i was all in on that all in on that i thought it was fantastically paced and written and um uh i really at first, I kind of was like, when when we got into Ruth's story, I was like, I don't really care about Ruth's story. But then it it grew on me. It grew on me a lot, mm-hmm. like learning about her and um, uh, uh, Martina and figuring out like why Ruth was so extracted from her family. Yep. Um, I loved that whole story. I loved that whole story, and um, I, I think it I think it was a really great book. Especially, I loved that it's a true crime book. In a way, for someone you and I who really love true crime, and it made me feel icky in a way. Sometimes yeah. it really made me feel like I have, I have perpetuated I have done some that of as this. well. Yeah. Absolutely, I have perpetuated some some of this. I would never say like like I mean I've seen I've seen the defendant. I'm, we're just going to try to. Keep, yeah, I've seen the defendant too, and I never thought that he was attractive in one no he's, way. He's, like ski like just seems like a used car salesman. Yes, like, yes, and this. like and and to my to my thought too, like you. You can't call a serial killer someone who literally rapes and murders women in these horrific ways, like, smart and charming. Like, yeah. no, that's a he's a sociopath. Yeah. Like, He's a sociopath. That's what he is. So I don't know. Um, I, I did really enjoy the book. I have I told you I only have a few notes, but I'm sure we're going to get in a lot of discussion mm-hmm. here. Um, but um, I think that's all I have to say. And I don't know how I felt about okay. it. I mean, I, lo- I, I loved it. I loved it. I did, what did you rate it on Goodreads? Did you, what would you rate it? Um,
0: I think I only rated it a four on the same because I didn't I, I didn't feel myself like I feel like when I want to give a book a five, I feel like it has to be one that I all of a sudden immediately i am like, ding, 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 ding. All these people, I'm going to give this book to, yeah. And the people that I think we're going to like it is a is a broader spectrum, which yeah. I don't know if that's really a fair way to do it. Um,
1: I think five is very subjective. Like that's yeah. that's subjective, right? Or I objective? Think- or- subjective okay it's very you it's very like I I pick five like I have fives for me are like books that give me a book hang or I can't stop thinking about um I wish that I could start from the beginning and reread it I'm not gonna lie to you I did feel like that with this one because I'm like did I miss things when I wasn't really like fully engaged Mm -hmm. in it I'll probably reread this one at some point because I think it'll be a quick reread yeah and um I think I think going through it you might find things that you didn't Pick up, on, pick up on because i was time. kind of blind to the fact yes that, yes where we were exactly going, even though i knew exactly. where we were going but, right right um
0: but they the twists like the certain twists like the fact that it's carl is the guy that's running at her in the garden like the yeah yeah. so
1: yeah i don't know anyways where, where do you want to go okay right. I, i've got What's my your... first thing on fi- page five all huh? right go for it do I have my first thing? Yes. So no, I do have my first thing on someplace else, but I want to save that to the end. Is it the dedication? Uh, dedication? Yeah. Yes, so
0: that's my last comment too. The dedication yes. and the final line. Yes.
1: So let's let's leave that for okay. the end. Obviously. Um. So I my first thing is on page five, and I'm only going to read this, and 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 I, I just wanted to bring in the sense that like I am I was immediately struck by her her prose and how she writes her her books. Like they're so smart feeling you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and, and that's clearly needed especially for this book um so it says right here on page five denise shrugged now with sudden suspicious indifference sauntering over to my window it's only a few blocks to turk house on the night they're calling for three inches of snow i'll be a little cold but she swung the lock lever and pushed her palms against the glass leaving behind prints that would soon have no living match maybe roger will volunteer to warm me up i loved that they, like prince that will have no living match. I just like that just immediately is like wow she's one of the ones that's gonna die yes and and you knew like I think yeah. you knew that already but it was like it's very much like she throws these little lines in several times and i and I hope i i hope I flagged like maybe a couple other things but they're all these things where she is um Pamela is remembering the person and the people that she loved and cared for and like these things about them and constantly um bring, you know, just kind of trying to keep them centered and in, and in, focus. mind. Yes. yes. And in focus. Yes. Yeah.
0: There was definitely a lot of times where in, especially in Pamela sections where she's, she's either in particular in the, the history of, so it goes back and forth between, Ruth, who is the first victim that Tina knows, and Pam, who is the one who's at the sh- sorority house. But it also goes back and forth between Pam now and, and Pam, Pam then. then. Yes, correct. Um, so there's a lot of times in Pam then where she's referencing things and she'll say, so I did this, little little known to me that that was going to be my husband mm-hmm. that I was going to mm-hmm. marry. So she mm-hmm. is. it is like a retelling as opposed to an actual telling at the time. Yes. I don't know if that made sense. Yes, but I, no, it does. Okay. It does
1: completely. And I and I, I loved that aspect of yeah. it. Like to kind of it keeps you kind of like thrown for a loop, but also like engaged yes. in like different parts of time. Yep. You know?
0: So it was really yep. neat. Um so my first my first flag is when she So she's asleep. She hears this noise. She goes to investigate. She's essentially chasing down the noise, Mm -hmm. um, ends up in the shadows. And she says, for a brief, it's page 17. I don't know if I said that. For a brief, blissful moment, I got to be angry. I recognized the man at the door. It was Roger Ewell, Denise's on again, off again boyfriend. I could not believe she'd sneaked him upstairs. That was an orange level violation of the code of conduct. Grounds for expulsion. But then I watched as every muscle in the man's body tensed, as though he sensed he was being watched. With a slow swivel of his head, he focused like like a raptor on a spot just beyond my shoulder. I was paralyzed by a hammering dread that still comes for me in my nightmares, locking my spine and vaporizing my screen, scream in the sandpapered walls of my throat. We both stood there, alert and immobile, and I realized, with a wrecking ball of relief, he could not actually find me in the shadow of the stairwell, that while he was visible to me, I remained unwitnessed. He was not Roger." The man opened the door and went. The next time I saw him, he would be wearing a jacket and tie. He would have groupies and the New York Times on his side. And when he asked me where I was currently living legally, I would have no choice but to give my home address to a man who murdered 35 women and escaped prison twice. I love that
1: foreshadowing because then we see that happen yes. in, in, when yes. she's, he literally deposes her.
0: And he's like, what's your address? Where yes. are you living? Yes. Um, but there, there's multiple times throughout this. So her immediate reaction that it was Roger and I... I get that. I've experienced that Mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, it's, and then you're like, oh, no, that's wrong. But because of your situation and who you are with and where you are and what you assume is going to be the result, you automatically assume yes. it's such and such a person. You're not
1: standing there thinking that there's k- there's people a murderer, murdered up right. in your You're like, bed. why yes. is there a
0: fucking man leaving my house? Who the fuck is that? Yes. Why is Roger here? She's yes. an asshole. Especially when, you know,
1: this is 1978. They 1970, were at a party. They were, they were
0: like, drinking. Yes. She was talking about getting back together with Roger. Roger warming her up because yes. it was cold. Right. Exactly. And just, So that's
1: front of mind, clearly.
0: Yes. But and then if- it goes on to haunt her throughout this whole rest of the book where, you know, the police and the sheriff and Caruso, who's a dick, uh, doesn't believe her that when she says i thought it was roger but, but I, knew I knew immediately yes. it was not yes. they don't hear the but i knew immediately was not they hear i thought it was roger yes,
1: yes. and they're they um constantly harp on that and uh it's a it's a tra- it's honestly a tragedy uh, and this happens so frequently with women yes happens so frequently because don't believe you a Let's just let's just, you know, bring to the bring to the forefront here that women are more likely than not like more likely than men to be murdered by serial mm-hmm. killers. And um we're just never believed in th- these situations. Yeah. It's, oh, you know, like there's a hysteria, there's a hysteria to it. You ha- hysterical is my next. Yes. Yes. Flagged. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like you, you see what you think you saw. You know what yes. I mean? And, um, you're not good enough to be believed in that situation. So, um, yes, that, that struck, stuck with me a lot because it's, it's very, you, you look at cops a lot and cops are very much they just want to get they just want to solve they the want thing. to solve it they want to solve the thing they don't want this to be a fucking have the
0: least resistance exactly. you think it was him
1: he's kind of a sleazeball yeah it probably is him yes Yes, and it turns out he was a very big sleazeball. Giant sleazeball. Like, the dude was, like, 28. Yeah, and lied about his age. Lied so about his age so he bank. could be in the, in the fraternity. Like, it's so disgusting. It's super disgusting. And he did a lot of questionable, awful things that he did end up going to jail yep. for, too. Um, but that's, I have another flag about Roger. Oh. What page? Because I'm on 56 right now. Uh, Three fourteen. Wait. Okay, far. okay. Go ahead. So, um, all right, I'm on page 56. Um, I'll tell you what, Mr. McCall said, uh, lips slack with beef marrow. I wouldn't mind taking a crack at the animal once they catch him. This man was a Christian. Oh, Mrs. McCall stood, like Mrs. McCall stood with a, a trained smile. Who wants coffee with dessert? Give me 20 minutes alone in a room with him, Brian agreed, in ravenous, juicy way that turned my stomach. This became something of a Rorschach test over the years. There were men who cracked their knuckles while the, divulging to me that what they would do to the defendant if they got the chance thinking this was somehow reassuring for me to hear but all it did was make me realize that there wasn't so big a difference between the man who br- who'd brutalized denise and half the men i passed every day on the street and like that yeah. gave me chills to read yeah. like absolute chills because 100% yeah. that that is correct like yeah. how many if times you're still
0: able and willing to do that to
1: another human what makes you any better than right, the one who exactly. did it just a
0: few more times yes
1: exactly and it's very much like i i can You can understand the sentiment, you know what I mean? Because, like, think about if somebody did something to your kid. Of course, you would be, like, you know, whatever. But men always have this way of just bringing a little bit more violence to something Mm -hmm. and, like, saying, like, oh, just give me a minute alone. I would fucking kill that guy or whatever. And it's just, like okay, like it's kind of, it's kind of yeah. icky. Like it's yeah. a little yeah. eye for an eye-ish and that's really yeah. not a cool thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it doesn't work out that way. So I really loved that passage just to kind of, you know, I feel like me and you read a lot of these feminist books and like, I just, I love pointing out those things because to me, we still live in a world where women, even in, even in my own life, like I talked to, I talked to this, certain men about these things, you know, men I love and men I know who are also, you know, feminist in a way, mm-hmm. but they're still men. Yeah. And they don't want to hear a lot of the times that like we live different lives than them yeah. you know they don't want to recognize I'm that i'm scared when i walk down the street too are you though no you're not you're yes. not scared in the same way that we are you're not you're not brought up to 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 um, understand that like we can't walk without groups a- on college campuses. We have to. We shouldn't be walking alone at night. Like can't leave our drink on the bar to go. To the can't leave our drink on the bar. To and we the bathroom. go to the bathroom a fucking lot. Yes. Yes. Exactly. It's it's really um it's it's one of those things that's disheartening. And and as a mom to boys, I hope, you know, that we recognize that we need to teach our boys. And I, I do this pretty often, like no means no. Do not do that. Like your space, their space. You are not, you know, no matter who's saying stop, it means stop the first time. Yes. And also even if it's a yes at first and it's a stop or a no, it means no. You know what I mean? Like do not continue going. So, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a hard, it's a, it's a hard thing to, to do because no matter what, what you do as a parent like there's still other things out there teaching boys how they're supposed to be boys right and you know teaching girls what they're supposed to look like and how they're supposed to dress and what they're supposed to say and and you know those things those specific things don't get in a car with a man on your own you know that kind of thing I just
0: remember the story I was supposed to you tell did. you oh yes, my gosh. It's totally unrelated sort of but really fucking funny yeah so um you know we've been going I'm just dropping it right into the middle of the podcast it here. can be spliced and put on the end of a whatever of it, yeah. it could be whatever <laughs> We can just stay here, too. Uh, you know we've been watching Avenger movies. Yes. So this past Friday, we just watched Spider-Man Homecoming. Love that movie. It's... I enjoyed it way more. Like, I like Spider-Man, and I always forget that Peter Parker is as funny and snarky as he, he is. actually is. And yeah. it, it was fantastic. But there's definitely a point in time where his friend... Ted Ned Ned Ned, Ned. is uh, running the computers in, the guy the, in, the in this yep. yes yeah. in the library and the teacher comes in and is like what are you doing he's like I am looking at Poor porn no. <laughs> and Eric immediately goes what's porn <laughs> and I ignored it Luke ignored it and he goes what's porn and I'm like mm, pictures you shouldn't look at especially is- Especially at school, and I just went with that, and that's that's. But it was fucking hilarious because we're like, yeah, yeah, like I'll let you listen to a movie and watch a movie that says bullshit and asshole and fuck. Yeah, yeah. uh,
1: What's porn? Mm, Not ready for that one yet. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's just those little things, especially when he's like (laughs) six or seven years old. Like you're not ready for that shit. Not ready for it. Thanks. Um, anywho. Uh, <laughs> yes. So what's your next? My one? next one is 76 and it is. the. Oh, hysterical. I'm on 75.
0: Okay. That's so funny. What's your 75? What part? is my 75? Hold Maybe on. Maybe my 75. Maybe my 76 is 75. Nope. My 76, 76
1: to 77. So what's your 75? Okay. Let me, let me, let me see because my note doesn't make sense to me right now. <laughs> so let's just read <laughs> Um, I think it's time for Eileen to rest. Mrs. So Eileen is one of the girls who was maimed, um, you know, with the, with the, um, wood, wooden thing um i think it's time for eileen to rest mrs nielsen said in this awful broken voice she was dabbing at poor eileen's chin like she must have done when she was a baby but i want you to know something about eileen which is that after she got out of the hospital and the hair on her left side the left side of her head grew back she realized she looked better with it short tougher and cooler she moved to tampa for business school and to get over her fear of strange men she began driving taxi cabs at night she met her husband while shuttling home from the airport he could only see her from the back and he called her sir she turned around they had a good laugh about it Eileen could have chosen to view the world as an ugly and hostile place, but instead she was nimble in her life in a way that most everyday people can't manage. Next month, it will be 24 years, she's been married to her soulmate. I love like I I flag that because um, again, Pamela wants to tell their stories and yes. the survivors and like how they have conquered what the hell happened mm-hmm. to them. Like something awful happened to you and to your friends, but you're living beyond that. As a result, you have gone and blossomed. Yes. And it didn't hold you down. And blossoming is going to come back to us later. Yes. So <laughs> so what's, what's on your 76? I'm excited. So 76, this is right
0: when... Um, so Pam and Tina are talking after they visited the hospital and Eileen. And uh, it was really nice of you girls to visit Eileen and play along with everything, Tina said. I don't agree with the family's decision not to tell her, by the way. It's infantil- infantilizing. This new exotic word rolled off Tina's tongue, not mine, and activated the part of me that sought out the attention of body glamorous women, women like Denise and Tina, who in their own ways reminded me of my mother. What is, Bernadette paused a moment, playing back the pronunciation in her head, infantilizing. It's when people treat perfectly capable adults like children, Tina said, and they tend to do it to young women. Mm -hmm. They just don't want her to get... Hysterical, I said in the f- family's defense. I had to speak with my eyes closed, licking my dry lips between words. I flailed a hand aimlessly. You saw what just happened. Tina scoffed. And so what's wrong with being hysterical? It's a hysterical thing that happened. We have more dignity than that, I said, lifting my head with enormous effort. Never let them see you sweat, I was always saying, except I could see the filmy residue my glance had deposited on the window i'll tell you something from experience tina said flexing her fingers on the wheel they will call you hysterical no matter how much dignity you have mm-hmm. so you might as well do whatever the hell you want yep and i was i know we've talked about the word histor- hysterical and the origins of the word mm-hmm. um and i i just it, i that was the first thing i actually flagged and i went back and and grabbed the the 17 after it went kept going um i just it's so true like that word first of all the connotations that come along with that word are terrible, mm-hmm. and it, it sucks. But they're like you already said; they're gonna say you're hysterical anyways. So you might as well be fucking lunatic, mad, right, and raving exactly. mad anyways. Exactly.
1: Yes. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, that's what I got. I mean, they're not gonna take you seriously no matter what. So um, it's just whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I know we're jumping around a lot here. Uh, I'm on page one twelve. Before it my next one's not to one eighty eight. Okay. So I'm on page one twelve. And, you know, this is when they're kind of again they're they're basically trying to figure out, you know, who they're still the, the cops are still not really believing that Pamela didn't see Roger and um, trying to, you know basically basically come up with a reason why this could have happened and um okay so it says when asked why he thought denise had been targeted sheriff Crusoe had reportedly run a hand down his face i hate to make the andorra family feel bad he'd answer but denise knew a lot of people we think it was probably someone known to her and the other girls were collateral damage Denise knew a lot of people. The polite language was what gave the appearance of impropriety. Denise was gorgeous and got asked out a lot, and she knew how to enjoy sex, which is a quality I I admire about her to this day. It was the dancing around the truth that made it seem like she had something to be ashamed of that gave others license to blame, and you better believe they used it. Um, Slut shaming. I was, yeah. Slut shaming and um, victim blaming, without Mm -hmm. question. Like, who... First of all, in... I understand, like, this was a different time, 1978, a different time. But, you know, women's liberation had happened by that point and whatever. But to me, it's just, I've always been sickened by the fact that every time something awful happens to a woman. It's constantly about, well, what was she wearing that night? How much had she had to drink? Who was she talking to? What was she saying to that person? Did she come off too sexy? Did she come off too um, uh, aggressive? Yes, because obviously all of those things are the reason
0: why she was attacked or raped or harassed
1: or touched or whatever. It's never, it's never, ever, ever about why did the man do that? Yeah. Why did the man do that? Like, what's wrong with the man? What what in him caused his actions yes exactly it's never been about that and to this day it still isn't to this day they still do that mm-hmm. and like they will never stop doing that especially in like the, in trials like defendant like defense ter- attorneys and trials are constantly going to do that well how much did she have to drink that night who gives a fuck how much she had to drink yep. that, that night how much did you drink that night yeah. like you know anyway yeah, yeah, so
0: I have, my next one is on 188. <gasps> Mine too. Okay. Mine too. I'm good, I have a lot. And yes. I, I
1: okay. want to, I, I read everything. Like I want to read the entire whole, fucking thing yeah. and the whole the rest whole of the next chapter. whole part of it? Yes.
0: Okay. So we'll split this. I'll read this giant first one and you read the okay. next part. Okay. Pam is in Aspen talking with Tina about Brian and then this... Is in Pam's head. Brian is Pamela's boyfriend. Yes. yes. Who doesn't want her to go to Columbia. He wants her to go to shorebird law. Some stupid piece of shit college that he got that into. That he got into because he yes. didn't get into Columbia. Yes, exactly. Okay. The beaded sconce above my head flickered malevol- malevolently like some sort of paid actor. I knew nothing of patterns then, of intelligence, data, the psychology of the offender, and his interactions with his victims and society. I'm going to pause real quick. I don't know that we've said it, but Pam goes on to become a lawyer and she's a mediation lawyer and yes. she's a huge proponent of um, helping families to resolve
1: divorce without, issues and yes. without
0: having to go in family court and all of that. Yes. Yeah. Because she knows a lot of people come from broken homes mm-hmm. because of the the opposite. Yeah. Okay, so but in the years since, I've thought about what Tina said to me in that cracked leather banquet every time the story flared like pain in an arth- in, in arthritic joint, waiting for a time when people would realize how wrong they'd gotten things in the sep- sepia-tinted 70s. But those closest to the case have continued to stick to the dog-eared theory that he leaned on his fine patrician bone structure and his magnetism to trick women into going off with him. So I'm done waiting now. I'm done with the defamation of Denise of all of them. Soon I would learn that there was a group of high school girls within earshot of Ruth on the day he approached her that they reported to the police that she clearly found him, quote, annoying, though she still agreed to leave the beach with him. Another would-be victim grumbled to her friend. She was pretty sure she was about to dance with a felon as he begrudgingly accepted his request for a dance as she begrudgingly requested his accept for whoa that was a good drink let's start that sentence again another would-be victim grumbled to her friend she was pretty sure she was about to dance with a felon as she begrudgingly accepted his request for a dance at the nightclub next door to the house the same night of the murders which that gave me goosebumps mm-hmm. women got that feeling about him that funny one we all get when we know something isn't right but we don't know how to politely extricate ourselves from the situation without escalating mm-hmm. the threat of violence or harassment that is not a skill women are taught the same way men are not taught that it is okay to leave a woman alone if what she wants is to be left alone.
1: No one was lost or struggling or unhappy, all the things that predators usually seek out in their victims because it makes them vulnerable, and vulnerable people are easy to subdue. I've thought about this for so long. Tina brought a fist to her mouth, scraping the thin skin of her knuckles with her two front teeth, the way you do when you want to scream but you can't. I've tried to make sense of how someone who didn't stalk his victims in advance ended up going after the best and the brightest. And I think that's it, the thing they all had in common, a light that outshone his. He targets college campuses and sorority houses because he's looking for the cream of the crop. He wants to extinguish us. We Are the ones who remind him that he's not that smart, not that good looking, that there's nothing particularly special about him. Tina removed her napkin from her lap and folded it, arranged her silverware upside down on the plate, the way you do to indicate to the waitress that you're you're finished with your meal. Because I am not your shrink, I get to say that you do a disservice to them, to every woman who is interrupted in the middle of something good. If you don't tell this fiancé who lets you do what you want to go to hell, wait, who lets you do what you want to go to hell because you're going to Columbia. Yeah. Um, I love that whole passage, like, when I first read that. I read me- it again. Yes, yes. It, immediately, it, I was like, this is definitely a flag. Yes, and it, it <laughs> made me cry. It made me cry because it's 100% true. Like, we're we're talking about this whole narrative. Like, through this book, we we recognize that, you know, when, when the defendant goes on trial, like, the people, like, he literally has groupies following him. Like, yes. there are high school girls that end up going to the courthouse hoping to catch a look of this sexy serial killer or whatever the the media talks about him in this way like and what's what made me sick the most was that like an ally of hers carl who she like first starts they start going after this story about what happened when he escaped from colorado and they're so excited to tell it and he brings it to um his editor which i don't even know that he actually brought it to his editor i think he wanted to sit on it to wait because he could he can say like I'm gonna I'm going to make friends with this guy so I can get his story so I can some t- they write and tell all book about him yes. and make my fucking bank yes. you know what I mean like it's just like men sticking with men w- shitty men sticking with shitty men yes. yeah yeah know. um so that that is part of the story which we actually haven't touched
0: on is that they so Pam within I think within two weeks, Tina has convinced her to go to Colorado first mm-hmm. um. And while they're there trying to figure out where he, why he escaped twice, how he was able to escape twice, they end up talking to, um, one of the officers... At, from the prison where he escaped or yes. jail, the, from the jail that he escaped from. And he basically is just like, there was no protocol followed. None. He had already escaped. We followed zero protocol. He should have been shipped to this other place that was high security, but that didn't happen. And so many little things. things
1: too. Like I looked this up too. I had I to Google. Very, so I that to was Google. something else about this book yes. is and
0: that I, I, te- I did text you and I was like, there. it's so parallel that I keep going. Well, is this novel-based or is this actual-based? And I, I was Googling constantly yes. all of these things that she was dropping in, like the part that Salvador Dali died the same day or the day after yeah. the defendant yeah. did was killed. And I just I, – it, it was flabbergasting. Is that a word, flabbergasting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flabbergasting. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. was flabbergasted? <laughs> yes. Like, whatever. Yes. The fact that he escaped twice. Like, I don't think yes. that I fully realized that, that yes. he was in custody and he escaped twice by the same –
1: State. Well, and what's like, what's crazy is that like, think about, think about it this way too. Like, you know, they talk about this a lot in the books and this, I looked this up as well because I was very much like, is that fucking what happened? Yeah. So he basically stopped eating. And he kept getting skinnier and skinnier. And they would hear him. They would literally hear him up in the fucking in the rafters, rafters climbing through. And they're like, he can't get anywhere. There's no way he's gonna fit to get out of the fucking thing. And then they watch him drop fucking thirty five pounds and get super skinny. And and then magically he gets and he's gone. And he's gone. That's the same thing the fucking He drops have... into the fucking guy's thing and takes some clothes and fucking and leaves. leaves. Walks out the door. Walks out the fucking front door. Yeah.
0: Well, the skinniness thing, that's the same thing that happened up in fucking Clinton. In, with is these that how that hand. happened? Two of them, yeah. They got fucking skinny as fuck so they could sque- squeeze through the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally.
1: Anyways, sorry. That's wild. That's it, just wild to me. I, I can't I can't even understand it. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot I can't understand about like, How How is that not but... a giant flag? Like, Mm-mm, mm-mm. Like, you know how how dangerous this person is, and you're not going to... You're not going to keep him force under, like, watch him. constantly? I yes. Mean, the force-feeding is a whole separate issue as to whether or not you can do it, but... All right. But so you're just going to let... You know that he's going up yeah. in the rafters constantly, yeah. working his way around, trying to figure out what to do, but yeah. you're, you're just not going to put a stop to that? You're yeah. just going to let it go? Yeah. Like, what a fucking... Yeah what's the word I'm well that for? goes Just back like, to the whole concept. dereliction of fucking duty yes
0: that's a great word yes yes it, but it also goes back to the fact that it's men guarding mm-hmm. men, a man i yeah, who a man. Yes. they i don't want to say admire because i don't think they actually admired him but i think they, right on the
1: edge of that i think they um underestimated, underestimated him drastically underestimated him yes they thought oh we're fine we can handle this yeah we can we handle this him. we're good we're good um I don't have anything now until two ninety nine and three hundred.
0: So I'm gonna. Oh, my next one's three fourteen. I was, gonna, and I have two ninety seven too. So go ahead. Oh wait, I have two. <laughs> my three fourteen. You know, oh, two ninety seven. Three hundred. I wanted, wanted three fourteen to go with this. Okay. Because it was kind of the what? same. What we just read on one eighty. Okay. okay. About about how women are not taught. It's not a skill. Women are taught the same way men are not taught. That it's okay to leave a woman mm-hmm. alone. So page 314, um, this is about Roger and the fact that he was focused on so much. Uh, Some nights I lay in bed asleep. Some days. Let's try again.
1: Some nights I lay in bed
0: sleepless and full of apathy, realizing that the defendant could have gone anywhere in the country, done this to any other group of women. And the defense could likely raise reasonable doubt by pointing a finger at the Roger who already resided among them. Rogers were everywhere, reasonable doubt scapegoats waiting in the wings for a case like this. There was not so much as a hair of forensic evidence linking the defendant to the scene at the house. This was a capital punishment case in a man's life, a normal-looking, normal-seeming man's life hung in the balance. Um, crap, I was supposed to start ahead. <laughs> the paragraph before. Uh, little grains of tragedy carried by the wind I could make peace with. The idea that one of those currents happened to catch my corner of the world. But a brush with the imp- improbable defendant had amplified something about my everyday terrain that was proving harder to accept, which was that guys like Roger did not arrive into our lives on the curve of some unfavorable wind. They were already rooted and ubiquitous. So she's basically talking about the fact, like, it was so easy to latch for the police to latch onto Roger uh-huh. because he was already skeezy and he lied about and he the was there and he was there. Yes. And her point that... Yeah, there's a whole matter of luck and freak accidents and freak things that happen and how a certain portion of lives are always ruined. But the fact that there's people in the the realm of those worlds already Mm -hmm. that make it easier for somebody else to be blamed. Right, right, exactly. Because, again, they're not taught to leave people alone.
1: So I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to Google really quickly while we're we're sitting here because have you ever heard that that thing about like how often in your life you might walk by a serial killer? Yes. And I'm trying to see what the the average person, the average person walks past 36 murderers in their lifetime. Yeah, that isn't that wild to think about. It is about? It's like, so wild. And like you're, I only googling this because you're talking about the improbability yeah. of somebody somebody yeah. being there. And like, but- I mean. It's already there. Yes, it's there. It's there wherever you look. I I mean, maybe not serial killers. I think the serial killer number goes down quite a bit because there are only however many active ones. And I'm
0: sure a lot of those people that are murderers are, you know, domestic.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know damn well you've, you've come in contact with somebody that has killed somebody in, yes. in, in, in their lifetime somewhere. It makes me
0: want to think about like, you know, the people that I work with, but you're I basis right. am right. so right. like, exactly. "Is it
1: you? Yes, is have it you, you? Have you done this?" Um, you're weird. So I wanted to go to I wanted to go to 297 and 300. They're they're very similar in my opinion. Um, and again, goes towards the biting commentary and um reminders. Did you say 297? 297 and 300. Yes. Okay. Um, yes. 297 I have. Okay. So, um I'm gonna start at let's see. We walked past her into the jail. Yes. So now she's being she knows that she's being deposed by the defendant himself. Um because because he's he's trying self appointed. He's self appointed because he's Uh, that egomaniacal
0: that he thinks he can do it himself.
1: Well, and we know that, you know, he um went to law school for a year to falsify documents (laughs) to get in. Yeah, whatever. Um we walked past her into the jail and ended up waiting nearly an hour to be called back into the interrogation room. The defendant did not like to be told what to do and when to do it, and once jammed his cell his jail cell keyhole with toilet paper so the guards couldn't get in when they arrived to escort him to his arraignment. For this, he was called cunning and clever, though I had a dog who also <laughs> tore up toilet paper when he didn't get enough attention. I fucking love that paragraph. Mm-hmm. The defendant came into the dreary cement walled interrogation room, shuffling papers and sighing and apologizing as though he'd had to rush across town from another important meeting to make this one. Quite the performance from a man who had taken a supervised shower that morning. Yep. I fucking love how diminishing she is yes. to him. Like, it's, it's fucking amazing. She's
0: calling bullshit on all, all of his this, his all of this.
1: And she know, she recognizes immediately. She's like, I can tear his ass to shreds. Yep. I can tear his ass to shreds. But then the fucking woman jumps in, Ron Ra- Ra- yeah. Ramos. But then 300, it, it kind of goes yep. with the same thing. Um, there was a purse of his lips like an air kiss. In that moment, I understood. This was all he wanted, to relive it. There was no trap door beneath my feet. At least none the defendant had, had the pull cord to. He had summoned me here to tweeze the goriest bits from my memory. I could not believe anyone could call him intelligent or even take him seriously. His act was so transparent. His character so fundamental. Fundamentally hollow that it should have been an affront to the court, a place that was venerated and in, inviable in, and in viable to me. Um I loved that, that both of those two things together. together yeah. I just absolutely love how diminishing she is to him, and like just again taking this narrative for the bright young women women who this what this story is really about, mm-hmm. and Pamela who becomes this. You know, top top in her law law class mm-hmm. in, at Columbia when she when she graduates FSU and like um just this amazing lawyer for literally years after like when we meet her in 2021 she's been practicing law for 40, 40 something years, years. Yeah. yeah so it's it's incredible the. You know, the dichotomy there, like, of him who everybody holds on this fucking pedestal to the women who are actually here. The survivors that have
0: outlived his story and outlived him. Exactly. And gone on to do things. With their lives. Probably with more propulsion because of what he Mm -hmm. had done to them Mm -hmm. and being, like, a giant double fuck you back. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Um, I didn't. So I only have one other one besides the dedication page. Yeah. And it's, it really, I, I, I don't know that I really want to actually read anything from this part. So Ruth, it's it's all, it's from Ruth's story. Um, she, so we haven't talked about her and why she was extracted from her family like you said uh she essentially was experimenting and really in love with her best friend rebecca at the time yes of being i i want to say like 11 or 12 is when they were talking about it yeah but i didn't mark it i'm not sure i mean they had um, done it for,
1: they had done what they were doing for years for a while yes
0: um and her father walked in on him who was in the clergy which that is the whole other i'm not even going to open that door yeah um and they basically send her to a psych, like a, I don't even know how to describe they're, it. Like they, they, they send, send her to, to a school to they, be psychologically evaluated for like an entire year and like reprogram. They're trying to reprogram her from being gay. Like yes. they're trying to indoctrinate her. With, yes. Yeah. Uh, so she comes back and she really, her mom is a giant fucking cunt twat. I don't have any other word to describe her mom. Mm. I didn't like her. The worst
1: the worst in any
0: like fully narcissistic like the, fully manipulative the fact fully that we find just... out
1: that she literally is the reason that nobody was looking for Ruth anymore yes. because she went to them and said stop looking for her she ran away. Yeah. Like disgusting.
0: Yes. I hate, yeah, all of that. Um it, it it was one of the 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 bombs that Jessica Knoll drops in is that all the way into 276 page 276 um Ruth is living with Tina uh who tina's whole backstory is a whole other giant fucking shit pile of crap with the guy that's the old man ed that wanted her that basically groomed her while she was riding horses disgusting but again married disgusting. her as soon as she turned 18 yes wanted to move no this, i think
1: she was younger than that i thought it was right 17 18. i think she was 17 okay. when, they, when they married
0: him. uh built this giant house in seattle and ruth ends up moving in with tina when she finally gives her mom two giant Fingers and is just like I'm done. I can't do with this anymore. Um, And then she decides that she wants to have a a dinner party for all of the women in Tina's grief support group, which is how she met Tina in the first place. Um, And then you find out that she invited, she ran into her sister in law in the market, and she invited her. And at one point in time, and it's right around the same page she drops in the fact that her name is Rebecca mm-hmm. and i literally like dropped the book when all of a sudden i realized that Rebecca is her childhood friend yes. that she yes. was in love with yes. and experimenting yes. i say experimenting but they weren't really experimenting they were just having sex having sex yes. and enjoying each other yes. um married her brother yes and i i was like oh fuck
1: i was also floored by that i was floored by that Though I also recognize that they were dating at some point. Yes. Because she... Because that's how she was got to be so friendly with her in the first place. Yes, correct. Yes. And they were... So she talks a little bit in the beginning of the book, uh, like when Ruth's part comes in, how, you know, her best friend... Um. At some point, you know, she, they turned thirteen, and Rebecca gets boobs, and suddenly her brother's yes, spending more time yes, and looking less, and like less, less yes. picking
0: on him. They stopped playing games with the doors yes, locked, and exactly. they were more yeah. yes.
1: And she then Rebecca would start hanging out more with him, and they dated. So yeah, it took me like when when same thing. I was like, Rebecca, why have I heard that name before?
0: That is exactly what I was gonna say. Is that I I knew that Rebecca was a character that had already been in the book, and I couldn't remember and put the two pieces together. I for some part of me thought. Maybe Maybe she was at the house, but that didn't make sense because then how was she involved? And and then over I was like,
1: oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't flag this at first, but I just found it because um it again goes to like Are diminishing the this? no. Okay, good. No. It also goes to diminishing the character of um um uh the defendant himself and like, you mm-hmm. know, how not strong he was, basically. Um so on page 364, this is Ruth, you know, this is when Ruth is, is held captive in, in the little cabin that he brings her to, and, and whatever. um, People die of all sorts of things. Cancer, car accidents, old age. This girl, whose name I would never know, whose parents I could never tell, she died of fight. I saw it happen. She was pummeling his head, his neck, left fist, then right. The final swing seemed to connect to some unseen socket. There was an exploding star jolt, an outage that s- sounded like electricity itself. The disruption in, in magnetic fields trembled the house and sent him flying off her. He landed in a crashing heap, tangled up in his own limbs, and dozed off for a moment. I hoped for a concussion, for a brain bleed, his death. And though I didn't get that, I suppose I got the next best thing. I saw it all over him as he staggered to his feet, kissing his singed knuckles. As he came toward me with her spit sheening his face, she had scared the ever-living shit out of him. He was as mortal as me, made small by whatever else was out there, whatever had given her white-hot light at the end. I did not have long, but I did have enough time to return to the kitchen with Tina. Smelling of basil and burned butter, I'm going to cry. That's all right. You're never supposed to turn your back on butter. You're trying to brown. This is so true. (laughs) But I'd had to grate more cheese, Tina and her sticky fingers, and I hadn't noticed that blackening, the blackening foam until it was too late to salvage. I was rinsing out the pan and I was chiding Tina and I was laughing when it happened. Look what you made me do. I'm so sorry, Tina said, pressing her nose to the back of her hand while, while the tears fell, fall and fall. God, I'm so sorry, Ruth. Um, I love that. I love that whole passage because the whole time we're not sure, we're not really sure that Ruth actually is one of his, um, victims and I mean we think it we feel it you know because Tina feels it and she's so fervent in her belief that that's what happened and I loved that like towards the end of the book I mean literal pages are left we finally get to see what happened to Ruth on her last her last day and like she is you can tell she's annoyed by how he's trying to pick her up and she goes anyway because he's we're women and And we're I almost I almost wore my uh,
0: my favorite murder shirt that says fuck everyone. I almost, and I didn't. Yes. but Mine's right behind you somewhere.
1: <laughs> um, We're taught to be polite and to be helpful. Yes. And, that's exactly right. That is exactly right. So a guy comes up to you, he's wearing his thing in a sling, and he said, my friends were supposed to meet me. Like, he seems like a freaking, like, downtrodden. I need get getting my boat yes. on the car. Yes. And but and also, was,
0: we need to go in my car.
1: Yes. Up Up, the, up, up this up the mountain. Hills. Yes. Like, you'll meet my parents. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, yeah. No. Super, 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 super. Gross, and um it just i that whole section struck me i don't know why i didn't flag it at first i'm glad i remembered to look for it when Mm -hmm. we were here um because you know that was just another beautiful story of a person who a bright light that shouldn't have been stuffed out like that so
0: there is a page right immediately following that yes uh she included a page of transcript from his actual court uh, right before sentencing, I believe. His closing remarks. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to read it because I don't want to to indulge in that. Um, but it's very clear that he's out of his ever-loving mind and he's just fucking...
1: to me exactly that's exactly that's exactly right like to me it read like fucking gobbledygook yeah it's gobbledygook i'm just gonna drop
0: words and sentences and i'm gonna try to sound like i'm talking about yes Yes. but
1: then when you actually take a step back and you read it you're like what the fuck? Yes. Like, And, like, in my opinion, the difference, because, because again, the fucking, the, the judge, Judge Lambert, yeah. took this and was like, you are a smart man. Yeah. And it's like, the difference, in my opinion, is that a woman would listen to that and be like, what the fuck did he just say? Like, I can tell you, I can guarantee what? you right now. That doesn't now, even make sense. I can guarantee you the steno sitting there taking that all down, she was probably like... Because mm-hmm. say like she's probably like this, like what yeah, the fuck? Because you is know this? it was a woman. Of course it was. It's always women. I'm sorry. Um, so the last thing we want to touch on is the dedication page and the last page. We always love to do the so last page.
0: So I want to say. So I'm going to read the dedication. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to jump right in and let you read the last page, okay? Um, because that's that's your thing. I love. I'm going to read the dedication. Page. The dedication says the for C. I couldn't have written the last line without you. So I read that. And the entire time I was reading the book, I had no idea how many pages the book were because I refused to go to the last page yeah. because I didn't want to read yeah. it until I got there. Yes. So I that is was hugely outside my comfort zone because I always go to the end of the book to see how many pages it is. We yeah. talked about it. I do it. Yeah. I could look on Goodreads and it could tell me exactly how exactly, many pages. Yes. But who knows if but that includes yeah. something else like the
1: About the Author right. or whatever. Exactly. I need
0: to know. So but um, I didn't. But. I
1: I just I I I want to see if we can look through the acknowledgments too to see who C is because I'm curious if that is um she she literally spoke to I I I believe the person that Pamela is based on she spoke to her like literally that person um and 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 was w- working with her on this process through this book um so let me just read the last page really quickly and before I do that um This is the culmination of the story here. Um, Pamela is finally able to get her hands on the on the video recordings of um, the defendants. um, uh, What do you call it? Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Confession about the Seattle, the Lake Sammamish murders. Um, And they finally find out, basically, or think they know where Ruth's body might be. And um, so they're okay. So here, here's the last page page 373. The sky is brushed pink and lavender as we pack up, roll our heads on our stiff necks and head back down the hillside, pants ruined at the knees. The hope is that when we come back in the fall, one of the ferns will flag Ruth's final resting place. But I can do better than hope. I have faith because nature is the very best example of integration. Things grow differently when they're damaged, showing us how to occupy strange new ground to bloom red instead of green. We can be found brighter than before. it is. I- I loved this passage, like not even just for the end of that story, but literally anybody's story in general. Like, if you're a victim, you don't always have to be a victim. Yes, you can grow bigger yes. and brighter afterwards. Absolutely. I loved that whole use little that section. use what happens to you as a
0: as a rocket propulsion. Yes, exactly, exactly.
1: You used the oh. word propulsion twice today, and I'm very happy for you know it. What? I, thought, I was like, I loved it. I loved when he said propulsion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really
0: have a comment back to that.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. I know. I didn't think I was gonna cry, re- like reading shit about this one, but um, yeah, I-, I loved it. I loved it. What are you doing? What are you? What I'm are you trying at? to
0: see. So I looked through. You said looking through her acknowledgments to see if we could figure out who C was. Mm. Um, I, it doesn't. It doesn't appear clear. There's to no me. C in in the acknowledgments. There's right? one, but I don't think it's that person. Oh, hang on. Young women dedication. Okay, well, so this is see if Google can help us.
1: So Kathy Kleiner must be the because it says first and foremost my profound gratitude to Kathy Kleiner for responding to my email in 2019 and generously sharing your story. I am blown away by your indomitable spirit, courage, and mostly your capacity for joy. From one survivor to another, I see you and you inspire me. So she is by far. Pamela. Yes, without question. Without question, which I think is, I, I absolutely love that this person felt so okay with Jessica Noll writing this story because the way it's, that she did. It's
0: very clear in, I, I don't remember if it was the last chapter or right near the end. Um, it, it's very clear that Pamela was scared to share her story because she didn't want them. She didn't talk to journalists. Yeah. She didn't want her story... Told... Well, she'd already been
1: burned by a journalist before.
0: Correct. And she didn't want her story told through the lens and, and you know, taking her words and flipping them yep. to make the defendant look better. Better. Exactly. Yes. Um, I'm trying to see if I can Google what her dedication means. And I don't know that I'm going to be able to. Probably
1: not. But it's fine. I love the cryptic. Honestly, I like the crypticness of it. I think it's cool. And, like, it made me and you interested to mm-hmm. see what the what the last line was. Um so I loved it. I loved I it. Did. That so loved. um that is the culmination of our talk on uh bright young women, bright right? Young women, so let's yes. go to the epilogue. Just like a swimming. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> the
0: epilogue. <I> can't not. <laughs> um, okay. So
1: uh next up katie is i'm so
0: excited secret
1: symphony the secret symphony by brennan Slocum. symphony of secrets oh, i symphony wrote it secrets. down sorry, because sorry. i called it
0: so many different things i think symphony, i called it symphony yes. of songs symphony
1: of secrets i'm super freaking excited i actually have it's literally sitting by my chair right now i got it yeah yeah i came I'm, into work the other day because kate
0: had given it to me and it was on my desk i was like oh <laughs> She read it. Did she like it? Uh, no, she bought it for me. I bought her Violent Conspiracy for Christmas oh, and I was I talking to her about that. it. So she bought that one. So I'm going to give her Violent Conspiracy once I get it back from whoever I gave it to. And I can't remember who it gotcha. is. got you Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay.
1: It's, I love that. Yeah. I think I'm yeah, going to. I le- legitimately think I might start it today because I'm so anxious to get reading it. And it's a little bit thicker. It's a little it thicker is. than the Violent Conspiracy is. was. It's thicker than this book. Yep. So I'm like, oh shit. I mean, we got two uh, weeks to read this bad boy. Uh, so let's do that. Um, can't wait. I also have two overdue library books and I have to prioritize, but that's cool. What are the library Books. Um Happy Place by Emily Henry
0: and Everyone in My Family Has Murdered Someone and I don't remember who it's by, but I just mm-hmm. recently saw that there's a sequel to that one or a second book by the author. Yeah, yeah. And I don't remember what it's okay. called, but I was like I should
1: probably read the first one. Yeah. I know I hate when that happens when yeah. you when you buy a book thinking that it's the, f- the first. first of its kind yeah. and it's like nope it's actually a fucking sequel and you're like god damn yeah. it like I started reading this yeah. book and now I gotta stop there's and like, like wait. a whole
0: there's a whole there's a trilogy of books uh things we never remembered or things we never did or something like that mm-hmm. um Lucy scores or something like that yeah that sounds and I have one of those and I gave it to Jess for Christmas yeah. no I have one I got one for Jess for Christmas and it is not the first one. I hate when that happens. Like, sorry, I don't really read that one hate, first.
1: Fucking hate when that happens. It drives me crazy. Um, okay. Anyways. So you guys know where to, where to reach us now. I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, you can send us an email at to be red pod at gmail.com, to be red at gmail.com. I think it is, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and then you can follow us on Instagram at to be red to be red podcast. Yes. Thank you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so email, send an email to us. We want to hear from you guys. Um, keep us posted. Also, you know, subscribe to the podcast on apple or spotify um write a review for us if we you know even if you find us very annoying but we don't want to hear that uh five stars (laughs) please we want we want the five stars anyway um please join us next time yeah
0: when we make your to be read pile one book shorter bye everybody (laughs) to be read is hosted
1: by sarah westcott and katie Willie. produced edited and mixed by chris turro logo concept art by Rhiannon kenfield graphic design by steve pius theme song, Read to Me, written and performed by Austin Maffa.